0: well hello everyone and welcome back to the walk-in transformation podcast my name is richard coles your host and um we're being brought to you by our very own rhcg motivation and spotify where you can find the very latest music and hottest podcasts on the planet that you love to listen to i want to thank all of our supporters our sponsors subscribers all of you for uh your support without you it just wouldn't be possible. So thanks again. Listen, if you're just tuning in for the very first time, please subscribe to this podcast to help make it possible for us to continue inspiring, encouraging, and empowering people to be the very best they could be, to be the very best that we could be. Now that being said, let's just jump into this week's episode. This week, It's all about the self-concept. And what is this self-concept? Well, according to psychologists, philosophers, and behavioral studies dating back hundreds of years, self-concept is the idea constructed from the beliefs one holds about oneself and how people respond to that person. Self-concept is largely a reflection of the reactions of others toward the individual. So, in other words, Self-concept is how you perceive your behavior, abilities, and unique characteristics. For examples, beliefs like I'm a good friend or I'm a kind person or I'm always understanding of everyone. Those are part of an overall self-concept. So at its most basic point, a self-concept is a collection of beliefs one holds about oneself and how people respond to that person. A great philosopher by the name of Charles Cooley once made a statement that was amazing. And I quote, he said, I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think I am, but I am who I think you think I am. Think about that for a moment and let it sit in. That's a powerful, powerful observation. You see, it's really hard for most of us to even see ourselves in other people. So, because we can't, we try to fit ourselves into what we can see. And that usually results in creating different characters, images, or representations of ourselves that we need for certain situations. That's exactly why you'll hear some people refer to a different side of themselves that they need in a certain situation by a different name. So, let's just say that Well, you have a nice kind woman named Anne who happens to be in business for herself and she's pretty easygoing. you know, not much bothers her. But let's just say, let's just say somebody pisses her off and tries to take advantage of her. Now, she's probably going to say something like, look, don't make me introduce you to Anita right now because you really won't like her. In fact, you're making me bring her to the surface. Who is she talking about? Well, that's the other side of her that she does not show. That's the side of her that she created to protect the kind person that she is. You see, the kind woman that she really is, the loving woman that she really is, in her opinion, is not capable of handling this situation the correct way. But the woman that she has created, Anita, in response to what other people think of her, is very capable now there are actually four different types of self-concept. First, we have the public self, or the one that the public sees, acknowledges, and recognizes uh, as you when you are in public. Second is the actual self, or who you are at your core without the influence or opinion of anyone else. Third, we have the behavioral self, or, In other words, the way that people identify and acknowledge you as a result of your behavior. And last but not least, we have the ideal self. The self that you would love for people to see or identify you as. Or in other words, the self that you really want to be and that you aspire to be. You see, self-concept is a very powerful yet seldom talked about part of personal development. In order to change the way that we think, we have to be willing to change the perception or consciousness that we hold of ourselves. Our self-concept has to change. The way it works is that our self-concept gives birth to our self-image. Our self-image gives birth to the thoughts that we entertain and nourish. The thoughts that we entertain and nourish give birth to our behavior. Any behavior, whether perceived as good or not good, gives birth to habits, and it is habit that ultimately gives birth to our current life, lifestyles, and circumstances that we live in. So we have to deal with the reality of what reality we are living in, because the reality that we are in right now is the reality that we have created. And we can change our reality by going all the way back up the chain to changing our self-concept. So I'd like to take a moment here just to once again acknowledge our sponsors and supporters and to remind you, please hit that subscribe button and help us to continue to carry this message to everyone because there are so many of us that are hurting in silence, dealing with the issues that we're dealing with in silence. And it would be great for them to discover that there's someone or somebody talking about and answering the questions that they have and are too ashamed to ask. So don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back. Well, welcome back, everyone. And I have to say again that so many of us would have a different story to tell if we would just deny the outside voices the right to shape our inner beliefs about ourselves. Our culture today has evolved in a way that what people think about you is so much more important than what you think about yourself and that might not be everybody, but it's a large percentage of the population worldwide. Now, the problem is that is that you suppress the way that you really feel about yourself, and you take on the beliefs of other people, which makes you start believing the way that other people believe you will always behave, and you behave that way. And that's why you can hear some parents, particularly some young parents, Well, and older parents, too, saying to family and friends that their child is so bad or even talking in a very abusive way to their children and then complaining about how their children don't listen to them. You see, they've created their self-concept that allows them to talk to or treat their child like that. Now, on the other hand, what they're doing is they're giving that child information that is going to move them to create their self-concept and it's going to change the way that they're going to be looking at themselves and the way that they feel about themselves. So the truth is a negative self-concept has its origin in the home, but so does a positive self-concept. Any of us can change, but we have to be willing to put in the work that's required to change. Is it going to be easy? No. Will it hurt? Yes. Will I lose friends along the way? Only if you are serious about change because your circle of friends in a lot of cases is going to be more, like, more than likely one of the reinforcing elements of a negative self-concept. It's not just a cute saying when people say that you have to surround yourself with people that encourage, uplift, and empower you. It's not just something that people say off of, you know, the cuff. People that inspire you to want to be better about yourself help you to be better than you are. A lot of times we get comfortable with surrounding ourselves with people that are just like us. But how can you grow if you share the same beliefs, aspirations, ideals and ideas of everybody that's around you? You can't. Listen, you have to be willing to move outside of your comfort zone and step into the company of people that are where you want to be, like you want to be. And yes, definitely people who are who you want to be. Now, we can always integrate The higher principles insights and values and morals of the people that inspire us to become better than we are right now don't get me wrong i don't want you to dog yourself out or be hard on yourself by saying that you're nothing and that you need to be just like this person or just like that person because that's not true you were never you were never a nobody or a nothing you are someone and you have an amazing purpose What I want to do is I just want you to look at exactly where you are right now. Don't think about where people say you are. Don't think about where you wish you were. And don't think about where people tell you that you should be. Just look at right where you are. Because that's the only way that you can start moving toward who, where, and how you want to develop yourself into being. Life has always been, my friends, about progression. Life has always been about change. Life has always been about becoming more. For those people who say they just want to stay the way they are and that they don't want to change, that's fine. But you need to separate yourself from those people because you cannot move toward the better version of yourself by holding on to a version of yourself that you've always been. There are people that have become very dependent on medications, for instance, because there are certain behavioral or mental issues that they deal with every day. But even in those situations, there is a path away from the box that they have been placed in that is contingent upon a serious conversation with their doctors about wanting to improve their life situation while simultaneously reducing their dependence on synthetic drugs. Now, that's a conversation for that person and their doctors because I'm not a doctor and I don't know, but countless people with health, emotional, mental and psychological issues have been able to move away from what they have become very dependent on. Like I said, that's way above my pay grade to explain how this happens. But I just know that uh, through thousands and thousands of examples. It can and it does for those who really desire change, and it's work, but it's there. If you look at everything that's going on in our world right now, you have no choice but to agree that while we're at the most advanced stage that we've ever been in technologically, people are still even more now than ever before thinking about themselves first. Society has become a WIIFM society, or in other words, a What's in it for me society. Remember that you don't need the approval of someone else, or anyone else for that matter, to be who you are, because that's all we really, really want. We want who you really are. We don't want the images. We don't want the fictional selves. We don't want the creations that you've created. To protect yourself, you see, because that just keeps, you know, everybody building those images. So many people today have certain behavior patterns or habits that they employ just to get them access to certain groups of people. Idolizing, being envious of or even coveting what others have or how they look or even how they live is what has this big cloud of depression, anxiety and the thought that you're not good enough boxing you in. So much so that a lot of people have actually lost sight of who they really are at their core. Because mountains of wanting to be like somebody else or have what somebody else has or look like somebody else looks has been piled on top of who they really are. Comparing yourself to other people will never never leave you in a place where you feel good about yourself. And if you compare yourself to other people that are doing worse than you are, then that puts you in an even worse situation because it kills your desire to want to improve yourself. If you're okay, then you don't need to change, basically, is your state of mind when you're in that place. Listen, it matters to me that everyone understands that we are all not meant to be alike. And I know you understand that. And all the so-called influencers who give this style or that style or these words or that phrase uh, to say, have the same emotional, mental, and psychological issues that you have. They have just gotten much better at hiding it from everyone. Meanwhile, millions, billions of dollars are made by so many people putting an image out there that inspires people to change the image of who they really are into an image that has been created for them to model in order to be liked and accepted. Nobody can tell you how to be. Come on, man, be yourself. Come on, ma'am, be yourself. People see that angry man as a strong man and nothing could be further from the truth. It does not take strength to be angry and lash out at somebody. Actually, that is a sign of weakness. It's a true sign of weakness. People see that woman that has no problem being that outspoken person to the point of being abusive or just plain nasty as a strong woman. Nothing could be further from the truth. True strength is to be able to control your response to someone else and not be emotionally influenced to feel like you have to dominate that person just to maintain a level of self-respect. It's time we really started having the conversations that everyone, that so many people are afraid to have when it comes to who we really are. People are competing for everything these days. They're competing for followers on social media, competing for loyalty as a friend, competing for recognition in the company that they work for, and demanding, most of all, unconditional love, respect, and loyalty from everyone, but not understanding what it means to give it. There's a part of each and every one of us that just wants to be who we are and develop into the best that we could be. By acknowledging exactly who you have created yourself to be, you set the strongest foundation to start growing and moving toward who you really want to be. It is good to take advice from others. It is good to take suggestions from others. But you have to develop yourself according to who you want to become, not to be in alignment with uh, who anyone else says you should be. Please, please remember that when God created you, he created a thing of true beauty. He created you out of love so that you could be love and display love to the world. There are no limitations to what you could do except the limitations that you accept in your mind. There is no one who is better Or better off than you are. You can overcome any obstacles that you come up against. You are beautiful. You are loving. You are compassionate. You are understanding. You are important. You are strength in someone else's weakness. You are God's divine creation. You see, God does his best work through people. And it's not really about what we say that God is doing in our lives. It's all about what people see that God is doing in our lives. That's what's meant by being a living testimony. So life transformation, changing your life, it's, it's all about being a living testimony. Now, you can bet you can best bet that when you start working on changing your self-concept, that the end result will be changing the life that you live. But the choice is all yours. The choice is all yours. It doesn't matter where you are or what station in life you're at. You can be highly, highly successful, and there will still be a better version of yourself available to you. You could be in the deepest poverty imaginable, and there will always be a better version of you available to you. Every morning before you open your eyes, you have a decision to make. Who is going to be showing up for you? Who are you going to have show up to represent you? Who? Will it be the you that you used to be? The one that's full of fear, self-doubt? Has a low self-image and does not feel like you belong? Will it be the you right now? Someone who accepts all the limitations and negative beliefs that have been forced on you? Or will it be the you that you are becoming? The you that is authentically confident, kind, non-negotiable about overcoming challenges. The one that is not influenced by the opinions of other people. It's all up to you. But every morning before you open your eyes, you have to make a choice as soon as you gain consciousness. What's really great, though, what's really great is that if you feel like you need to change your choice throughout the course of your day, you can change your choice and show up as who you want to be, not as who you think you need to be, not as who they say you need to be. Now it's time to get to work. Again, I'm Richard Coles of RHCG Motivation, and it's been such a blessing to spend some time with you. I believe in you. I behold the Christ in you. And I speak health, prosperity, and purpose into your life right here, right now. I truly hope this episode has added a little more value to your life and that you get some great nuggets to chew on all week long. Look, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and even share it with your friends because you never know who might need a little bit of encouragement or just to know that someone really cares. Someone cares enough to give them some information that will help them. Remember that you do matter and that you have always mattered, that you are good enough, and that you have always been good enough, and that God loved you enough to sacrifice his son for you. So join me right back here next week, and remember, stay groovy.